Hello, sisters. Welcome to the table. You're listening to the Adorno Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Charles. I want to talk to you today about something that keeps coming up. It's something that I'm definitely constantly learning more and more about, but it is something that I think is poorly understood as well, and that is identity, or more specifically, for the believer, our identity in Christ. There is so, so much being said in this day and age about identity, but what does it mean to be found in Christ, to have our our identity in Christ? When we start to question, who am I, what answer do we get? Do we follow the world's advice and follow our hearts? Do we think we need to go off and find ourselves, or do we look to the Word? I've read numerous books on this topic, and one that I would commend to you and that I quote at length today is the book You Who by Rachel Jankovic. But first, let's look at what the Bible has to say about identity. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. But the text I want to focus on today is from Colossians. Colossians 3.1 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things of the, on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. What I think these verses are telling us is that we have a new identity, Christ's. No, we do not become Christ, but we become the most real us that God meant us to be. Our lives are hidden in him. Our life is him. We have an answer to the age-old question of, who am I? I also think that your understanding of your identity affects everything in your life. So what does it mean to be in Christ? Worldly philosophies have affected and deceived the culture as far back as the book of Genesis and still does today. The world is loud and is informing you about what they say you should be, what you ought to do, what you should think, and so on. Social media Lifestyle magazines, even your neighborhoods, are all telling you what they think you ought to be, do, and think. Paul warns us that we may be cheated out of an understanding of our purpose and the value of life if we listen to their smooth words. We might accidentally end up with a whole bunch of false assumptions. I once heard an analogy that has stuck with me, and I think of it from time to time, so I thought I'd share it with you. A few years back, There was a big fad or trend taking over the suburbs of attaching vinyl stickers to the back of minivans. I don't see them as as much anymore, probably because too many people were informing too many thieves of what they had or what their lifestyle was like, but I still see them from time to time. If it was a typical nuclear family that was into sports, there was a stick-figure dad, perhaps holding a golf club, 
a mom holding her tennis racket, a son holding his hockey stick, a daughter posing in a dance pose. Sometimes you'd see the pets get in on the action as well. Now, let's pretend that that minivan is your identity. Because we live in a world that says you can be whatever you want to be, if you set your mind to it, you can be it. You are the only one who can decide what you are. We become the makers of our own essences. And we start arranging bumper stickers and vinyl cutouts on the back of our lifestyle minivan. If you want to be outdoorsy, we shall be so. It is only a trip to Cabela's away. If we want to care about charity, we need only take some action in that direction and slap it on our personal narrative like a bumper sticker on an old car. We drive through our lives pasting things onto the back windshield of ourselves. Maybe we have a child, so we get a vinyl stick figure and put it next to the dog. Then maybe we feel crafty, or we do some training and run a marathon, and so we add a couple more things. It's all in a pursuit of that identity of the self that we think we are creating. We keep on going like that, trying to assemble decals and bumper stickers into a coherent story about a character we like, going somewhere we like, and doing things we like. We even run into inspirational quotes like this gem from Nathan W. Morris, Edit your life frequently and ruthlessly. It's your masterpiece, after all. We believe that life is what we make it, and we are the authors of our own destiny. Here's the problem, as one author pointed out. The story that you write for yourself and the story that God writes for you are not dance partners. The self-created you and the God-created you do not go together like ham and eggs, peanut butter and jam, or wine and cheese. They go together more like a living body with a dead limb or a living head with a dead body, or a dead body with a living hand. It is not healthy, and there is no good trajectory. And if this is what you're trying to do, it will in fact feel like wrestling and struggling and fighting and never really at peace and joy. If we try to write our stories like the world does, composing our little plot points and shaping ourselves into what we think it would be neat to be, but we love Jesus, This is just making him one more interesting plot point about us. We put our bumper sticker that says, Jesus lover, on our little lifestyle car. But Christ will not be managed or contained like that. If he truly bought you with his blood, he did not do so in order to get a sponsorship position in your life. He is not here to look good next to your brand. He bought your life and you are his. If you think that this seems like just a silly metaphor, take a minute to really reflect on the struggles that so many Christians seem to be having. We're always trying to harmonize our stories with the Christ sticker instead of submitting wholly to him. If we are sticking bumper stickers on the backside of our life and one of them is all about Jesus, but the others are I love fashion, show poodles forever, or all about the essential oils, then we really ought to notice that there is something imbalanced going on. If our own little interests are the same size in our life as our Savior and our God, there is only two possibilities. One is that your Savior is becoming rather tiny, as insignificant as any other news to you. 
The other option is that fashion, or show poodles, or oils, is rising to idolatrous levels in your life. You cannot play your life as mostly yours and partly God's, or mostly God's and partly yours. This is not what it is to be a Christian. We cannot hold on to ourselves while we try to grab on to God, too. Jesus Christ died for sinners. That is true. Jesus Christ did not come to this world and die so that you might live. That is only the partial truth, the truth that skips all the action. Jesus Christ came to this earth, struggled, suffered, and died so that you might die. Let that sink in. It is not his death that gave you life. His death gave you death in him. But what happened after his death? The victory over death, the resurrection. Jesus Christ died so that you might die, and he lives so that you might live. Your life in Christ is what happens after your death in him. Now that may seem like splitting hairs. You go, well, of course, he died that we may die and then live. But unfortunately, many believe that Jesus did the dying so that they don't have to. They can continue to live as they would like with him as an added-on bonus. There will be no resolution to any struggles in your life if you do not willingly give your self-fashioned identity to Christ that it might die. It will die anyway, so let it be in him. And when you live, it will be in him too. Friends, there is no hope for you that is not Jesus. There is nothing interesting about you if it is not resurrected in him. There is nothing defining about you that cannot live in Jesus. Your selfishness is dead. Your lust is dead. Your need to be unique is dead. Your envy, greed, obsessions, guilt, victimhoods, they are all dead. Dead and gone in Christ. Stop trying to tidy them up and make them mean something because they never will. Total submission to Christ is total life in Christ. This is because without dying in him, you cannot live in him. When you submit your life to him fully, you can live in him fully. There is no going halvesies with death for Christians. You can't try to keep living the life that should have died in Christ. You can't arrange all your little ideas about yourself in some compatible way with your idea of Christ. Let him have it all. What remains after that death is only life. You are no longer the author of your own identity, but rather you live in the author, and he lives in you. When we grasp this idea of our identity in Christ, as we more fully understand what it means to be hidden in him, the question, who am I, becomes obsolete. Instead, as we seek the things that are above, as we abide in him, as we set our minds on the things above where he is, we start asking, what is my duty here? How can I glorify God in this phase of life? Now, how that manifests in our everyday lives is a topic for another day, but I urge you and encourage you to know more fully who you are, whose you are, and what that means in your day-to-day -day life. 
If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to pass along, or if there is a specific topic that you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd like a written copy of any of the podcasts, please email us at adornopodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time at the table.